0: How's it going, everyone? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Well, extra bad now, but we'll it's say going okay. We'll
1: say it's going okay. Getting better right. every, every minute.
0: How's it going? How's it going for our other special guest? We I include you in here. the special guests, uh, Mike. He's looking at me like he he wants to say something. Uh, no, I'm 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 just uh trying to figure out when is a good time to
1: to get in on this yeah that's I mean, fair you could try something a guess has never tried which is just silently observe the whole time <laughs> and then I like mean, 55 it, minutes you're like yep i agree with that point yeah no a it, power it, it crossed move.
2: my mind yeah yeah
1: that would be interesting but at the same time
0: not that interesting. <laughs> right yeah i've definitely considered going full silent and some episodes in the past, but it really doesn't work with two people. (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) What do you guys want to talk about? Well, I was going to say, we got to do the the classic thing and we ask our guest how the fuck they know us and how they're here. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Mike, how, how do you know us? So, um,
2: yeah, we, we all went to school together um i lived with jake and his now wife for a year yeah it's a good time yeah yeah it was um and then dave you are my uh how to put this <laughs> we already tagged the episode with nsfw go, go right yeah. yeah no okay it's...
0: yeah so um it,
2: yeah <sighs>
0: I think gay homeboy is an acceptable answer. right? That, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's the TLDR of it, yeah. There right. there's uh I, I could
2: I could wax poetic for, you know, half an hour about mm-hmm.
0: the shades of Dave's butthole. But uh Right. Speaking <laughs> of wax poetic, okay. right. <laughs> I, was, I feel like I should mention I also um uh, was working with you when you met, uh, your wife, Mike. So we'll, we'll right. introduce, we'll make sure <laughs> that's brought in here too. Now yeah. that you started waxing poetic about Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody remembers her. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Mike's, uh, Mike's good people, a uh, friend of the show, obviously as many people are, but I would say even VIP friend of the show. We've been trying to get Mike in for an episode since roughly the dawn of time. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, Dave has been uh Dave has been harassing me a lot. <laughs> Sexually
1: or
0: otherwise? Uh both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. Or sure. justifying the NSFW rating. Mm-hmm. Explicit content tags. Um We don't really have a um a special banner that goes up on every episode, but it would definitely have the explicit content advisory. Like those music. I'm gonna throw in some them. extra
1: swears this up then, just to be safe. <laughs> I have so, thought about speaking it speaking of though i was thinking as like a fun little intro us hashing stuff out early before we actually talk about the the game yeah uh, we could each share a frustrating or interesting story about our day
0: hmm. okay
1: who would like to start because i know everybody has one <laughs> which day
0: was it today today? today today okay yeah. uh yeah no just a lot of work honestly that doesn't It's not the type of work that always ends at the end of the day. Um, Like I was up until like 4 a.m. yesterday. Um, And part of it's because I could have done stuff like slightly better in the past, could have optimized it a little bit more. But other things, it's just you immediately have to take care of this. So it it overrides your other priorities for the day and then kind of bleeds over. I think we've all had some moments like that. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: definitely had that at a previous job. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: any other examples for uh things you guys dislike about your day i
2: had a a spider land on my throat while we were out walking the dog that's terrifying it (laughs) is terrifying uh so i got to spend a good half hour freaking out about that and googling pictures of
0: spiders which just made it worse that's not going to help. <laughs> no, no. I'm imagining the camera zoom in like uh, when Peter Parker was bitten, uh, Tobey Maguire and the old um, or in any Spider-Man, right? There's always the zoom in on the radioactive spider. Mm-hmm. But instead, you just kind of like freak out and flail about a lot. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Mike, Mike was telling me about this. He didn't actually freak out. Oh, no.
2: OK, so what I told you was... The the quick and dirty version of it. Um, mm. I, th- I felt something laying on my throat. I thought it was a wasp. So I reached, grabbed, and threw. Oh. Because there was no conscious thought but this. It was just... Just reflex. Oh, oh crap, it's right. a wasp. I need to get it away from me. Only then to realize that it was a spider. Um, and there were many, many expletives shouted. Uh, the elderly lady with her two small grandchildren on the tennis court were not happy with me. <laughs> um, she gave me a very dirty look. That's funny. And That's I, didn't, I, nice. I didn't know how to mime. You know, I had a spider on my throat to her. Right. Um, you just like, you kind of like raise your arms. You're just like, ah, I'm a scary <laughs> spider. And then she, she's just like, who is this madman? Just, <laughs>
1: I'm swearing swearing and just some Halloween prep, honestly.
2: Yeah, you know, first he's swearing and now he's you know making threatening gestures toward me. I'm going to call the cops. So yeah, that's that's how my day would have
0: ended. No, well, I'm I'm glad that you're not in prison. This is not a great place to be in these trying times. Or yeah, also we're
1: going to have much better quality with you here versus you in a holding cell.
0: So right. Mm. Could you imagine? It's like, all right, I need my phone call. And it's like, all right, we need like (laughs) two minutes an hour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or we would just take Mike's audio and splice it throughout the entire episode. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I need you to come pick me up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. God. So, Mike, what did you think about the gameplay? How
2: hard was it? I need you to come pick me up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really Uh, tough. I, uh, speaking of gameplay though, we do occasionally talk about games. It's a side gig. I wouldn't say it's the main thing we do. We've been trying to move away from it for years. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't need to share mine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess tonight's game is Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. What do you, what you got, Dave? I was gonna say, Jig
1: Zero Fucks given. <laughs> All right, just to bang it out quick, because I know we're pushing time, and I feel bad for that, but it's more entertaining than anything. We're so talk I got a about. call today <laughs> for like a medication order, saying like, "Hey, it's time for you to refill, yada yada." But we had some issues with your insurance, saying that you don't have insurance, and I was like, "Right," because I recently um, swapped jobs, so wow. my insurance from the previous job had ended, but I can't get insurance from this job until like 90 days to like get benefits, and I'm like. Oh, I put myself in a pickle. Yeah. So I realized today I don't have insurance. But no, it's fine. Um, there's a a place you can call, at least in Pennsylvania, where you can like essentially do rollover insurance. Mm-hmm. Where it's still the election from your previous position just through like a third party mediary. Hmm. Um, so, Yeah. Still waiting on that whole drug order to go through though, so that they think I have insurance.
0: Smile. I'm glad there's something to cover that at least though, because being completely uninsured is basically like you're pre-dead in the US. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Those injections are cheap. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like you've been on
2: this medication forever and you know need it to actually function on a day-to-day basis.
1: It's fun going an extra week without it. I'm like That's what we forgot. Mm Life-saving
0: medicine. Yeah, for um, people who traditionally might not believe in evolution, if they're uh, pushing against a lot of this stuff, they sure really do believe in natural selection. They're like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad you're glad you're, you're both still with us, not in prison, and still in the land of the living. Um, I don't know why I said us, and then I addressed both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That doesn't work. Anyways. Transition. <laughs> yeah, transition. This is the part where we talk about the video game. And the video game this week is Horizon Zero Dawn, as all of you literally knew by the title, unless you're listening to this on autoplay. Um... How would you I, actually, before I ask you guys how you describe Horizon, I want to give a little bit of backstory because Guerrilla Games made this game in 2017 is when it was released. Who are they? Nobody knows, but they made Kill Zone, and that was the other game they made before this. They made like four or five PlayStation shooters, and then they made Horizon Zero Dawn. Discuss how that makes any sense. I think I remember playing
1: one of the original Kill Zones on playstation
2: 2 maybe
1: yeah i think it played some it was definitely like a different type of shooter but i mean playstation was not known for its shooters because that's not where the sticks go <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's that's quite the line if i were to i can already pick out that line that should be like copy pasted throughout the episode at different <laughs> places that's not where the sticks go it is, something I say, is. <laughs> it is something I say quite often around Dave. So, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, I would argue that Horizon is a very different game than Killzone, uh, although I never played Killzone, so maybe I'm very wrong. Um, but cover shooter isn't what I think of when I think of Horizon Zero Dawn. I
1: mean, that's how I play a little bit in between <laughs> yeah. mashing dodge roll like a motherfucker. <laughs> like like it's Dark Souls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I have I, limited stamina.
0: And it has true iframes too, which is mm, choice. Mm, that is good. Mm. Um, but Horizon is a, an open world game, one could argue, uh, where you play as a protagonist uh, named Aloy, who runs around fighting monsters, monsters, robots, um, to get parts. It's kind of the, the, the base. Here's What you're looking at on the box justification for it um and then like like i mentioned it came out in 2017 for the playstation 4 which i played it like a couple years after that because i bought the playstation for monster hunter kind of ironically then got uh horizon after the fact uh, to continue the monster hunter vibe, i guess um and then recently came out for uh, pc uh came out this year
1: yeah, I think Mike, you're the one person out of the group who's played on PC.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um
2: it was something it, it, I had looked at it, you know, when it first came out and I was like, you know, hey, that would be really cool, but can I justify buying a PS4 just for this game? No. Um,
1: <laughs> it's good though. It is good.
2: It is it is really good. Um but yeah, it, I mean, as soon as they announced it, I I wish listed it and then as soon as they opened pre-orders on it, I pre-ordered it. Um mm-hmm. and almost almost canceled pre-order because of you know issues with issues with uh the game at launch Uh, people were complaining about crashes and whatnot so yeah the game at launch i did i did uh and i had exactly one crash
0: which was uh an optimal number of crashes other than zero maybe Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, I did see a lot, especially early. I think it's the reviews have improved a bit. I don't know if they've been patching it, but um people did have some poor issues uh, yeah, at have, launch I remember seeing. They've been doing a a a
2: fair number of patches, but I think they're on their probably fifth or sixth patch at this point and it's been that's maybe good. 2 months.
1: Oh, so, nice. It's um, good they didn't just ship it and then fuck off.
2: That's what a lot of people were really worried about whether it would, you know, they would port it and then that would be version 1.0 and version final.
0: So, yeah. (laughs) So horizon, and this is going to actually relate to the PC question, I think. So Dave and I both played with a controller. Um, Auto aim is only enabled on all it's on. It's enabled on most difficulties, except the two hardest, I think uh, very hard and ultra hard, I think is when auto aim is actually disabled. Um, Otherwise it gives you a little bit, um, as this is kind of like a tribal fantasy future game in a way, uh, you use a bow. I would say for most of the game, unless you guys had completely divergent playstyles than I did. Um, how did you feel about using the bow for PC? How did that feel? Um, so I I used a controller as
2: well. Uh, because never mind, it, 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 I retract my question. Yeah, I mean it. It, <laughs> it did feel like it it was meant to be played with a controller because obviously it was a port from a console. So. Uh, it, it felt like the controls were designed for a controller. Um, Mm. I will say I, even with the auto aim, I often had trouble with aiming. It just, it felt like it was a lot of times it felt like it was just too fast. You know, I barely moved the stick and I would be aiming, you know, 90 degrees to the right. Um, there is maybe, maybe mouse controls or mouse keyboard would have been better for,
0: for aiming. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I will say there's a skill tree um, because this is a has the prerequisite RPG mechanics. I'm going to make some comparisons to Car- Far Cry through this. Um, it has a lot in common with Far Cry, actually. I just think it's a way better game. Uh, Horizon, not Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one of the skill trees is uh, gives you concentration, which is basically slow-mo. Um, and I found that was pretty much essential like to do any sort of precision aiming because the game requires that, right? Do you guys want to talk about um, why aiming matters in this game as opposed to uh, some other console shooters where you could just auto aim and throw a couple guys down? I mean, like all games past the first shooter
1: ever, um, enemies have weak points. So you can't just like shoot people in the foot and they'll bleed to death at the same rate as in the head. Mm Mm-hmm. But each of these robot monsters are kind of designed like animals, but depending on the variant you'll come across, they'll have different weak points. Now, they might have different weaknesses to elements as well, Mm -hmm. but if you use their weakness, especially in a weak point, it will deal much more damage. And when you have limited resources on the go for making projectiles and ammo, um, it's just A lot easier but sometimes they're like very small hit uh very small markers for the weak spots so Mm -hmm. if you have that slow-mo time to kind of aim and line up the shot it's a lot easier because again i'm rolling like a motherfucker Mm.
0: by that do you mean that you played pretty quickly or you're trying to did you also play really stealthfully i'm super stealthy i like
1: all games i start out using stealth and then when that goes to shit (laughs) <laughs> Rolling like a motherfucker. It, it's very hard to go back into stealth unless you go far enough away to de-aggro. Mm-hmm. And then you can reapproach, which I've also done as well.
0: I, I will say, uh, speaking of the stealth system, um, so I went back and I was gonna make a new game to play this, um, a new save. Uh, but I saw that new game plus was an option off of my previous like completed save, and I'm like, I'm gonna tap that because I feel like using my basically cheat code items from my Full clear, essentially, the first time. Or close to full clear. Um, and holy crap. Going back to the stealth system, I don't think I've played any other like third-person possibly accepting MGS5. Open-world game that has an actually workable stealth system, like Horizon. You can like lose monsters by just circling a rock because mm-hmm. they'll... like lose track of you they'll search for you they'll look around the rock but uh, the game doesn't cheat and be like oh no the player's over there go get the player right yeah like the
1: one spotted forever scene yes exactly um yeah i was love it. Nice
2: it was nice that there were um a fair number of options provided to you for even just um you know they there you could stun the robots and mm-hmm. as they fall down you know you could run away or um you could tie them down and run away um yeah with the rocaster right yeah it wasn't just you know you had to sneak around the other side of the rock or you know it, you just had to run until they de-aggroed uh, there, mm-hmm. there
0: were definitely options that you could use mid-combat and then decide oh i really need to get out of here there was arguably uh coming back to the game for new game plus like too many options for me because mm-hmm. i got my entire like purple very rare tier set of weapons and i'm like i can only use three of these at a time <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. um so or four i guess um and i was like i can't remember which of these are primaries and which are like secondary situational things
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think the ice flamethrower is secondary so i put that one off and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never that got that far um it was a dlc weapon but I didn't oh. get a
1: chance to try the DLC, but I like once I find something that works, aka an arrow to somebody's head, that will be my go-to strat. Um, there it's is really some good. melee combat in there as well. You have mm-hmm. like a a stave, which is pretty useful. And you have like light attacks and then strong attacks. It's
0: right. the stick, like a yeah. glaive. R- R- Sorry, reminder glaive to use the stick voice line here. Yeah. <laughs> sticks don't go. Sticks there. Don't go there. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I, I can uh, I can count on one hand the number of times that I intentionally use the spear as a weapon. Um,
1: There's never even like a panic option for you. It was mostly actually, accidental. Yeah. No, okay. I'd be.
2: Yeah, it'd be. Oh, I really mean to uh, to subdue this this robot, and mm. oh, I accidentally swing my spear at it. Like every time.
0: It definitely is better um, with upgrades. So when I started new game plus I picked uh, ultra hard because I was like looking through the difficulties and I looked up online and I was like does this basically make the game unplayable if not I know I'm like the character super twinked out has really good gear I don't want it to be like a complete walk in the park and melee is actually really strong once you have the tree maxed out mm-hmm. um, I'll pretty much any light machine you can knock to the ground with one heavy attack and um, which you can almost always reliably get off with a, a dodge first. So, dodge the attack, heavy attack, yeah. machines on the ground, finish it with a light attack. Or the advanced strat is if it's knocked to the ground, stabbing it with the kind of impalement bonus attack uh, always um, makes it recover from its stun state. But if you hit it with a heavy attack first, it's still in its stun state, and then you stab it for the light attack. Mm-hmm. And you could just get a crazy amount of bonus damage. Yeah, it's can be really strong against smaller enemies.
1: Um, obviously, with some bigger enemies, you have much more shit you have to deal with, because again, yeah. they're giant robots modeled off off of like giant animals or dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So like saber tooth robo or T-Rex robo or giant crocodile or like sand worm. There's like a whole host of bullshit you come across. Mm -hmm. they're all really fucking cool designs like one thing i love about it is the cool design juxtaposition of ancient times spear and bow giant fucking robot Mm -hmm.
0: yeah there's um uh something and this this honestly leads into like later game reveals and things like that but the um the vibes i got from the game when i was playing through the first time is like this is a fantasy game Like, yeah, I'm fighting robots, but it's a fantasy game in a tribal time and I'm fighting robots. Um, And then the game starts to give you like these snippets of the old world, the machine world, stuff like that. And you're like, great. It's a fantasy game where there was an apocalypse. Right. Um, And they continue to kind of like give you that drip feed um, until they start giving like the big reveals later. I'm going to have another spoiler, <laughs> like disclaimer, even though it's probably in the description before getting there. But um, cause I actually want to talk like story. I do want to talk story on this one, um, but I love the, I love the setting. Um, I, 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 you can compare this to uh, Far Cry Primal, almost like one-to-one for most of the gameplay mechanics. Actually, you can like tame creatures and you can ride them around and you have a bow and arrow and it's an open world game and there's challenges like the like hunting challenges and things like that but horizon feels way better to play i agree with uh, (laughs) the (laughs)
1: past a minute and a half Um, mike did you find yourself doing more of like the exploration or the taming or do you did you see yourself more as like hunter or gatherer like what was your play style when you came when you approached this (laughs) so yeah
2: um i mean it it sounds like you guys went pretty heavy on you know uh the the, the yeah the abilities that would help you in combat um Mm -hmm. whereas i went down i think exclusively the right hand side of the tree which was uh gathering and taming um right and i spent far more time far much far too much time doing every side quest that i possibly could all the side quests, all the errands, um, finding as many collectibles as I could in an area before moving on so I didn't have to
1: come back. Um, I'm now learning there are collectibles. I didn't even
0: realize you could do errand. (laughs) That's that's a a pun. There's a character
1: in the game named errand.
0: I mean, it's a good game for it, though. It is. You can get lost in the world. Yeah, and, and, and
2: there's always that there's always going to be one more um, just beautiful vista that you're going to be like, oh, you know, this is nice. And then you come across it again and you're you're just completely awestruck again because it just...
1: Yeah. It's a couple years old, but even picking it up and playing it again, it's fucking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even Mm -hmm. like the in-game character models, you feel like you're having like a nice dialogue between two people and that Mm -hmm. the writing seems fairly authentic. Like, what would the characters say in the situation? Oh, yep, yeah, they're mad about that thing from before, and they're not going to let it go. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it seemed very fitting, and it was easy to get immersed into <laughs> the game world because it felt
0: real. Yeah, you actually you brought up the dialogue system, and uh, this is another time you can make a comparison to a worse game that had similar features. Like there are several types. I'm trying my hardest not to accidentally call the protagonist Senua, by the way. I don't know why that is, but it's Aloy. Um, there's times when is interacting with someone and it'll give you the choice between a logical response, a emotional response slash compassionate response, and yeah, like an aggressive... Yeah. yeah, and like an aggressive response, which is like literally the exact same things that uh, Mass Effect Andromeda did, admittedly, later I believe. Um, But, like, Dragon Age 2 also had very similar systems. Uh, But the difference is a lot of games implement those multiple uh, conversation options. And then the character seems schizophrenic um, as a result of that. Yeah. If you pick different things. Like, Fallout 4 is another good example of a character. You can just go off the walls uh, if you pick different options. Um, But one thing I love... The next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um is grounded regardless though mm-hmm. um there's core parts of her personality that exist regardless of which of those options you pick and so it turns into this is how i'm responding to this one thing not Aloy is a sociopath <laughs> right like, yeah. and like the responses that they'll have for
1: those different options again fit the dialogue mm-hmm. but it's not like it'll have deeper ramifications down the line like it's not if you say hey what you did was fucking shitty and i hope you die for it later on they're not going to be like "So about that thing you said i still kind of have i have <laughs> right. it's more Com- of if they're a logical person they'll still respond logically but they'll talk to your point specifically mm-hmm. were there There's any no characters Clementine. that like we'll remember that <laughs> no it's definitely not a telltale experience were there any characters that like really stood out for you guys
0: besides I Aloy,
1: want, who I think is just written really well and really cool.
0: Do you want to answer immediately Mike? Uh cuz I mean, if not
2: I have I have a jump in. Yeah, I mean I I I know this is going to be uh be a controversial mm-hmm. take on this but I I honestly I thought Aaron um who you meet very early on um mm-hmm. I thought his entire story arc was was basically a throwaway. throwaway. Um mm-hmm. it just it felt like you see him pop up all over the place, but it never felt like he was necessary in most of the, the main, at least the main story missions, you know, he has this whole side Mm -hmm. quest arc where um, you can find out a lot more about him and what's driving him. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do that, it it kind of feels like his place in the story is almost inconsequential, but um, he stands, he stands out because very early on, you you kind of get this unfavorable feel about him because he's he's fairly misogynistic towards the main character, mm-hmm. and then later on, you know, he,
0: he redeems himself. But I think like uh, he's a really good character study for this type of game, and Horizon does this. Um, uh, they do the hero's journey, mm. right? Like in a lot of ways. But Erend um, is the outsider uh, to your, your tribe. And admittedly, Aloy is also an outsider to her tribe, but even more so um, in that uh, she doesn't you know necessarily understand his motivations. So that's where some of that suspicion can come from. Aloy is really straightforward, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, she just speaks her mind 100% of the time because mm-hmm. um, she like is She's an She's a bad bitch. um but i think his purpose mostly in the story is to one drive things forward he's someone who's not openly antagonistic to her that also pushes her to leave Mm -hmm. um the starter area right (laughs) this is when you get the quest that takes you out of the starter area basically um
1: i mean i feel like with a lot of other characters too like mike's point he's just kind of another example of a flawed person Mm -hmm. like a lot of these people will have sides to them nobody's like the pure savior where they can do no wrong um and even like one of the main antagonists who's definitely an evil piece of shit like you get to understand their motivations at least so they're a little more rounded but like Mm -hmm. for aaron's story specifically i don't know If it was needed as much, I feel like because this is such an open world game, you don't have as many interactions with key characters unless you come to these key moments. But it felt Mm -hmm. more like you could come across him in like a vast wasteland journey. It's kind of like not necessarily an ally, but a friendly face role. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. I mean, I would would make the argument that the game actually essentially has no main characters besides Aloy like there are some interesting characters but most of them you don't spend that much time with there are some exceptions obviously especially as you accelerate to the end of the game um with characters like silence um but uh I don't think that I think most of the time these characters are just there to either push Aloy in a direction or show an aspect of her personality um or just allow her to flex, basically, by being like, she's got all the answers and she's going to yeah. smash her way through the situation.
1: Also, to your point about Aloy being an outcast, obviously, that's like a big part of her motivation as a character. Hmm. She's technically not from the tribe. Um, They always treat her like shit, like everybody. Yeah. So it feels really good to like flex on them later. Like, hey, remember when you're being a huge piece of shit?
0: Fuck you, by the way, for that. Yeah. This is the perfect time, I think, to to have the the official spoiler disclaimer because it's impossible to go too much further without, like, stepping all over that. So if you're sold, go play the game. It's on two consoles. One of those is a PC. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, yeah, Aloy is called uh, Motherless uh, by the members of her tribe, right? Because um, prior to the start of the game, I guess she's delivered... Um, found as a baby inside this, like, heart of the mountain um, by the matriarchs of her her tribe. And uh, there's, a, there's a split where some people think she's a curse and some people think she's a blessing, and the reality is not really either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that classic tribal fear of the unknown.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like, so many people are almost trope levels of, you're, the, you're an outcast piece of shit. You're not yes. one of us. I don't mm-hmm. like you. And I hope bad things. I hope you trip on rocks and scuff your knee. Mm-hmm.
0: And then later you're like,
1: they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about those things that I said. Cause I was wrong.
0: And I was like, yeah, yeah, you were. I mean, so, so I would actually argue that that's not even the case. Cause when she leaves, it's because these matriarchs are allowing her to, they make her a seeker so she can go out in the world and no location is taboo to her. Basically this is a video game. Go play it. Here's your reason. Um, <laughs> but uh, when she comes back, and all this tragedy has been befallen them, uh, they name her anointed. They literally give her a religious title. They're like, like the mother, or whatever her name was, is like uh, guiding your hand. And Aloy rejects that too. When she she hates that they rejected her, and she hates that they now revere her without never getting without ever <laughs> getting to know her. Hmm. Um which I think is awesome in a character. She's just like the people she gets most along with are the ones that are just like, let's just go do something. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're not going to criticize you. Um, or look too Treating much. You're like yeah, a you know, normal fucking person. Exactly. It was, which it, we I mean, could all
1: benefit from.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, it was
2: nice, you know, at least early on in the story, um, you know, there are a couple interactions that you have with people that do come into play um i think very early on you know there's a little kid that throws a rock at you and you can choose to uh, depending on your your reaction you know you can choose to throw the rock back at him or not throw the rock back Mm -hmm. at him um (laughs) and dave's just like stone the child (laughs) yeah you have no audio proof of that (laughs) (laughs) i I knew what dave's decision was in that in that particular Uh, um and then you know uh, the before you leave the the, the tribe, um, mm-hmm. you enter the Proving. And yeah. one of the, the people that you're going against in the Proving is the, the kid that threw the rock at you and you have the choice to not throw the rock back at him. Right. Um, they I, give I, you a I, rival. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, Dave, you threw the rock. You you probably saw a scar on the kid's head. I, I think every choice probably led to the kid having a scar on his head
1: Hmm.
2: i'm wondering if
1: i don't remember all of the interactions there but probably
0: yeah new game plus actually starts as adult aloy they skip the whole kid thing oh wow so i didn't actually get to re-experience that yeah um Um, but you know there's
2: another kid uh when you're first learning um how to be stealthy you know sneak from mm. grass to grass um there's a kid you rescue, and then you know that that character comes into play later on. You know they, mm-hmm. when you go to the proving, they 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 thank you. You know, mm-hmm. although they should. He's a weaver, right? He, he like, is. He's a shopkeeper. Yeah. Um. So it, you know, the the whole you know being an outcast. You know, nobody can talk to you. I I spit at you because you are not one of us. Um. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting. Um, design choice and how they still chose to put characters into the game, at least in the very early on, that shouldn't have talked to you, but they still talk to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It made it feel a little bit more relatable, I guess. Yeah,
1: I feel like you're going to be drawn to those characters as well mm -hmm. because oh, they're not being a piece of shit. Oh, they provide utility by like, they can actually make armor and Mm -hmm. provide that to me. We're going to have a good
0: relationship. Yeah, there was gonna, um go ahead i'm oh, sorry go ahead i was i was just gonna say regarding that kid the rival after the proving so he's a douchebag who threw the whole thing he like shoots your trophy so you have to grab another one mm-hmm. um uh it, when you get to the end of it and you always finish first um and become a, a brave or re-inducted to the tribe um uh the there's an attack on the proving major plot point whatever a mm-hmm. bunch of people die and um the point that sticks out with me is that kid, that rival, that jerk is over on the other side, h- hiding behind rocks in cover. And, um, you, and I think Vala is her name. This other person who was running in the proving you talk mm-hmm. you meet like the night before are like, are, are you with us shouting out to this kid? And this kid's just like, yes, I'm with you. And I love that moment because to Dave's point, um, like the, bad guys in quotes are believable and in this case he is your rival he was your rival until literally a larger threat was raised and now he's just a member of your tribe right Mm -hmm. like he's like I'm not like full evil I'm not a hundred percent I'm not gonna go like kick a puppy right it's like we're being attacked I'll help you fight them and Mm -hmm. he does Um, for a while (laughs) (laughs) yeah he dies right from what I recall yeah yeah, he dies running out to try to save um vala or whatever her name was um after she gets gunned down by the first chain gun you see in the game <laughs> again fun... bows and arrows <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. surprisingly, surprisingly early you get to see a chain gun yeah yeah You're like this i didn't think this was that kind of game but i guess so mm-hmm.
1: um yeah i like but, yeah, that I they kind that. of use that to illustrate like Oh, your petty squabbles don't actually matter that much mm-hmm. because constantly throughout the game they're like, "Hey, um, you thought saber-teeth were scary? Nope." And then they'll show you like a bigger threat each time. So it's cool to see even like people from other tribes you explore, unify with you. It's like, "Hey, that shit out there's fucking spooky,
0: right?" You're like, yeah, "Yeah.
1: Let's uh let's hang out."
0: Yeah, Aloy is incredibly powerful. So And it continues to get more and more powerful throughout the game as your gear gets better. But they're constantly introducing uh, more difficult encounters or situations or things to change the scope of the story, which is what I loved. Like um, I wanted I wanted to mention the uh, the reveal basically for me, Um, because I don't know. I don't remember exactly when it hit me. But I remember being absolutely like gobsmacked. I think is the word when I realized that this was like Earth. This is alternate hist- like alternate future Earth. Mm. But this isn't fantasy world, like twenty thirty three, whatever it is. You know, it's Earth after um, inventing. Um, they were nanites or like a nanite swarm, basically gray goo, essentially in the Pharaoh swarm. Yeah. Um, did how, how you said you played the game a lot, Mike, did you jump into this story? Did you get invested in those logs and diaries and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I, I found as many as I possibly could. I, I'm pretty sure I found them all,
2: um, Dang. and, and listened to them each time and read all the text messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I especially enjoyed, um, all of the, the video dialogue. So uh, the, the. I forget focus. what they were called. But yeah. You yeah. Focus. Basically had to climb to a high point and um, you would be able to see like a, a, a still image through your focus and you would hear somebody's like audio dialogue. Um, yeah. But basically describing a life before everything went bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the metal called, world. Yeah. They, they called it, you know, talking about, you know, going to concerts and doing drugs and and a little bit of everything and it, it was what? interesting <laughs> yeah. it's almost like it's it's mind. weird for
0: us now too right oh, yeah. <laughs> in current year <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no it's again with the juxtaposition
1: it's really cool to have this current society in the game describe what would be our essentially modern day society obviously a little bit more advanced mm-hmm. in such a a way of myth because that's the only way they know how to explain it mm-hmm. they don't really have any knowledge of it outside of we see these metal things from time to time. We don't know what it is. So like we make up these reasons for why it exists and why it's there. Yeah. I, don't know, I just, I, I like it.
0: Yeah. It was, it was the tearing down the wall between our future and society and this fictional games, future and society that blew my mind. Cause I thought it was completely, I thought it was hundred percent fantasy and it really isn't, but you don't find that out until significantly into the game. Mm-hmm. And like you, you mentioned you spent a lot of time looking for the collectibles, the journals, and stuff like that. How did you feel about the the justification for what actually happens in the game, like compared to our reality? Because that was a high point for me. Uh. That's I realize that's a high scope question, but I'm thinking more like the transition point between, like us plus 100 years or something like that and everything that happens in the game right because for me i got out there and i was like there's robot dinosaurs all over the place what is this fantasy game yeah and then they spent a stupid amount of time filling in all those blanks between uh i work in an office and there's robot dinosaurs outside (laughs) yeah yeah um
2: especially as the story was building um i kept saying to dave you know i think this is where the story is going i think this is where the story is going and Mm -hmm. when i got to the big reveal that you know this is us you know how many hundreds or thousands of years in the future um yeah it it felt a little too real almost um Mm -hmm. just I, I, I did have to stop playing the game for a couple of days because I just I needed to process that, oh crap, this you know, this game's three years old, but it's it's just a little too much like real life right now and I I, right. I don't need that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's I was literally listening to a podcast uh less than an hour ago regarding this guy who's gonna be talking about his AI company. And how he wants to design like a type of social network between AI and humans to kind of mm-hmm. give humans like a, not a dark mirror or a black mirror, but just like a a way for you to communicate and kind of just express yourself. But like have something listen to you and g- right. give you that social validation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it's something that we as programmers think about a lot of Technology can advance really fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, where is it going to go? So you have like theories like the Singularity. You have
0: games like Grey Goo. Mm-hmm. Which is, is basically what happened in Horizon, right? It is a Grey Goo story of they're like hey we made self-replicating swarms You're like all right that seems like maybe a sort of bad idea but there's this off switch right and they're like we disabled the off switch and you're like that's not good it's <laughs> That's okay. actually bad they eat biomass what <laughs> <laughs> yeah to reproduce <laughs> to make more of themselves um i i can't recall exactly if the swarm turned off its own off switch they, they couldn't get the codes to turn them off i remember no, I think the design
1: was they didn't want to have it so that they could be hacked by some other organization and just mm-hmm. turned off. Because I think part of the intention was to have peacekeeping robots. Right. So they and didn't then, want to have a backdoor.
0: Yeah. And then the uh, the, the trick here was um, they lost the ability, as we said, to to turn off the, the Pharaoh swarm, which uh, started being called the Pharaoh plague. And they're like, all right, not a big deal. Some people are going to die. Whatever. We'll hold them off. How long would it take to crack the encryption on these codes? And they're like, too long. The earth will be wiped clean of life before the uh, codes are decrypted. And the military's like, yeah, yeah, oh, that's bad. <laughs> uh, so they started um, Operation Enduring Freedom, I think it was called. Yep. Which was basically the cell. We have a super weapon. We're going to wipe out that swarm. We need you guys to take up arms and buy us time. And there was no super weapon. Mm -hmm. It was just like buy us time so we can finish the backup plan. Um, Which was, again, a bunch of AIs because AIs are awesome. In the form of like Gaia is what she was called in all caps. It, I guess. And all of her sub processes. Um,
1: Essentially, the plan was to recreate the world. Mm-hmm. Where you'd have something that could terraform, something that could create life, aka in the form of those robot monsters, robot wildlife you see, mm-hmm. uh, a way to like essentially respawn humans. Because so I think yeah, they weren't
0: they, material.
1: Yeah, essentially, they'd like be incubated. Cradle. Yeah,
0: they were
2: cryogenically frozen. I think mm.
0: there was the, there was like the alphas were the people who were... the last really brilliant people who were mm-hmm. formulating all of this. And then they had a bunch of like human genetic samples that were going to be used to yeah. reseed the human race. <laughs> yeah, You're was, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Which one was it? Uh, I think it
2: was Apollo. Was the um, let's Re-education. Play, Yeah, let's put everything into a
0: database. Mm-hmm. Oh no, something went wrong with the database.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so,
0: drop tables. Yeah. yeah, it was Ted Ted Farrow, actually the guy who also the guy who made the original plague and then was one of the alphas in this like final bunker was like, oh, no, I, I wiped out Alpha. Uh, humans would make this mistake again. Mm-hmm. So instead, we're just going to reset them to tribal times. Also, all of you guys are being suffocated. To <laughs> elaborate on that slightly.
1: Um, with the whole plan of like repopulating the world, the initial plan was to re-educate everybody so that you didn't lose thousands of years of human advancement. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ted's theory was, oh, they're going to get back and repeat the same mistakes, even with that information. We don't want them tainted by our sins. So he fucking nuked everything and then also killed those people.
0: Nobody really likes it. (laughs) No one really likes it when Ted talks. Mm. 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 (sighs) Slow slow clap, boys and girls. Um. (laughs) But yeah, I I love the idea of the sub processes because I'm like a huge nerd. And the fact that it's like, oh no, we have processes that are named after these, like, Uh, Greek gods, and then one of them's named Cyan. That one bothered me a little bit. I was like, there's more Greek gods you could have used here. I don't think Cyan is a Greek god. Cyan's actually a CSS god. (laughs) That's fair. Everyone's Um, favorite color. And that's where, like, you can get some of these hints. There's cauldrons all over the world, which I loved. They're basically like mini dungeons. Mm -hmm. uh, Relatively linear. um, Kind of like areas you can work your way through with within all the mechanics of the game but with a boss fight at the end and then boom you get more decryption codes and you can play the game like mike wants by hacking everything (laughs) yeah Yeah, um i i i did all
2: the cauldrons because hey Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to tame a t-rex they're freaking great (laughs) yeah Uh, probably the most satisfying thing in the entire game was taming a T Rex and then
0: making a flight another T Rex. Um,
2: mm-hmm. just it's gods of the babies ca- all
0: over again. Were they like the Thunder jo- the Thunder Jaws yeah. in like the big in the plains or the the plateau area? Yeah. There were there was yeah. one specific area um in
2: the dead center of the plains where there were two Thunder Jaws just wandering the same area. And if you tied one down and, and tamed it then uh, you got to have a, a very very nice
0: battle take place very short oh, gosh, but yeah. very nice battle um i love i love some of those enemy designs too cuz i realize i'm jumping all over the place here we went to story and back to enemies mm-hmm. but thunder jaws like have they deploy drones that can fire lasers at you mm-hmm. unless you like disable their drone launcher or their sensor or something and like they have disc launchers you can blast off of them and then pick up and fire like a crazy person mm-hmm. oh yeah a lot of enemies had, like, essentially
1: pieces you could pick off like that to disable functionality, or like Jets- Jake said, to, like, take off a fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes if you took out, like, a media monster, you took a gun off of its leg, you could then shoot a bigger monster, and it right. felt really fucking cool. Because, again, you're running around with a bow most of the time, mm-hmm. so when you have the option for, like, advanced gun tech, ooh, Yeah. Also, That's half the time, like, you're fighting people
0: that's true yeah
1: there's a lot of like bandits and rogue camps essentially because mm. a lot of your antagonists are going to be actual people the monsters for the most part are the machines are just kind of out there and mm. the ones that are aggressive that spot you will try and kill you but the ones that aren't will run away because they're like
0: <laughs> robo deer speaking of bandits and killing people how far did you guys get with uh nil nil's nil nil's nil's quest line nil uh yeah did I you fin- see it to the completion i finished it yeah yeah did you did you finish it
2: i i didn't choose <laughs> to fight him no okay gotcha all right
0: that's fair i'm trying to remember who nil is i can't comment there's like a so before you find your first bandit camp uh you'll He's just kind of on there in the road, so you'll, you're will you likely to run across him. Uh, there's a guy who's clearly from, like, the Sun Kingdom from Mer- uh, Meridian um, with some nice tattoos under his eyes. Very symmetric, visually ap- appealing. Um, and he's like, hey, see that smoke over there? Meet me over there. And like, after you talk to him, but he's like, I like you. Um, then you can run over and um, uh, go through a bandit camp with him. And if you get, like, detected, he'll help you kill people or try. Uh, but he continues to do this for basically the rest of the game. Um, and he has... He's a sociopath. <laughs> he has a passion. <laughs> and that passion is murdering people. <laughs> there was... You can actually ask him, like, um, why don't you, like, go out hunting robots... And he's just like, they just don't look the same when they die. <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a man committed to his craft, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy fighting people more or robots more?
0: Mike, mm. my, my short answer is um, robots for actually being able to use your toolkit more, and people for stealth. Yeah, I
2: I would say it was more difficult to fight people than it was to fight the robots. Um, That's fair. It just it it never seemed like uh, once you get to a certain yeah uh, once you get to a certain point with your kit like taking down a large enemy is just is no problem at all. Mm-hmm. But when you counterpoint got, you can, tanks continue. <laughs> well, I mean, you just have to know what you're doing, get good, all that. You know, I, right? I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like when you're going through one of these bandit camps or any of the story missions where you're, you're you're actually fighting humans, you know, you've got 30, 40, 50 and they can swarm you pretty quick. Yeah. So you're almost forced into stealth. Um,
1: or headshots,
0: or headshots, precision arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It gives you more bow zoom in when you use those arrows, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, don't know how that works. I'll take it.
1: I really do like the, the camp layout because like Jake said, the map is very much like Far Cry. You have outposts, you have campfires, which are safe checkpoints. Sound familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you have like these other things. So if you're somebody who likes to explore and kind of check things off of a list, it's very visually satisfying to do. Mm-hmm. Also, as far as visuals, the game kicks ass at indicators. So if you're in tall grass, tall grass is always like topped with like red. Mm-hmm. And you know that's tall grass and you'll be hidden in it if you're crouched. Because you have red hair. Yes, that is. Oh my God, is that why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm going to be mind blown. I'm going to finish my sentence and then go suck on my thumb and lay my head on a pillow. Uh, <laughs> God damn. The other thing I was going to say, the visual indicators and in other games have done this for climbing surfaces are always yellow. Mm-hmm. So if you're not sure where to go and you look up, you might see like yellow-topped little handholds or just things yeah. you can grab to say like, "Hey, you can climb here," instead of just randomly moving around the analog stick, going, "Where do I go?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that design. the The readability also extends to the monsters. Like a lot of them use blaze as like a fuel source or something that they're gathering. I don't recall exactly, but it's used in a lot of craftables and things like that. But it's explosive while it's on the monsters. And it's always in these um, tubes uh, with its kind of like yellowish, greenish uh, glow. So if you see that on a monster, you immediately know, oh, I could bust out my flame arrows and ignite that, possibly make it explode and do like a bunch of damage to this creature. Mm -hmm. Hit him in the glow sticks. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, The other thing about this game is I realize I have to move my chair slightly closer to the projector because i can't like read the text all the way back oh my god dude i need at the old apartment that was always
1: my issue Mm -hmm. i'm just like i'm just gonna guess what they're saying (laughs) or listen i guess let's be the other kid i do it Um, on mute because i'm a pure gamer (laughs) that's fair
0: that's fair Got netflix on the other screen (laughs) yeah um no i think I, i i don't even know what else to say about this game it's freaking great I I have compared it to Far Cry and Monster Hunter. Um, And in some ways, I really think Monster Hunter could learn a lot from a game like this. Um, As far as reducing this uh, instanced game design in particular, um, Horizon feels really good to just run out, hunt a bunch, be like, when you're going to buy gear, you have to like not only trade in like scrap pieces metal, uh, which is like the currency, but also some monster parts or some creature parts. Um, so it can incentivize going out and be like, "I'm going to hunt specifically for that because I want that sick bow, and I need this creature's parts to do it." And it doesn't feel bad. It gives you like a legitimate reason to go out and do the fun activities in the game, and I love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and. You know, talking about weapons, um, how far did you? I, I know Jake, you said you you got to the the purple tier, you know mm-hmm. everything. Um, how close did either of you get
0: to getting the lodge weapons? Um, were lodge weapons the ones with like some electricity on them? It was purple, but there was a little bit of. It was like, yeah, it was like a a white and gold, or the the icons were a little bit uh,
2: same shape, different coloring. Um, but, I think I
0: might have got one. Yeah, you, there was a whole quest line for the lodge, right? Yeah, In so Meridian. for the
2: for the lodge, you had to do, you basically had to complete all of the lodge challenges at, um, basically get max rank on them. So you had to get right three okay. suns on all of the challenges, and getting gold on some of those was was really difficult. Um, oh yeah, but I went back and looked at the stats on those weapons, and I mean. There's a minor bump over the the mm-hmm. the purple tier, but it was nice that you know you didn't have to get those weapons um, right. and in, I mean, judging by Dave's blank stare, he didn't even know that they existed, so <laughs> I didn't even uh, know about red hair stealth man, yeah I'm just... yeah <laughs> no, it, I... it, it was nice that they made that that design choice that you know if if you really wanted to push yourself and 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 get through these challenges and get the best possible gear um you could do that but it absolutely wasn't required.
1: Yeah, it's a really good blend of people who just want like a a low barrier of entry to I want to fuck around in this game and explore, cool, you can do that. I want to complete the game and have a lot of objectives to do. You can do that too. Mm. This is this game isn't challenging enough for me. I need more. So mm-hmm. you have hard challenges like that or going into new game plus, right? Yeah. yeah. So they do Thanks. a really good job of having Something for everybody, something for the whole family. Yeah, there's a little something for everyone. <laughs> well, there's even a, a, a difficulty
2: where there's it, it's it describes the difficulty level as okay, you just want to listen to the story, you really don't want to have to fight too much, or if yeah. you do fight, you don't really have to worry about dying or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think can't it's remember old analog sticks, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, also... um, sorry, can't remember, oh, no, what, you're fine. um, the, the default like what the max difficulty you can go into from the start. I,
0: I think to... you can start off with max difficulty. Really? Yeah. I think you can jump into ultra hard or whatever it is at, um, at the start. Um, cause people were saying that they were, they were doing that before getting to new game plus. Right. Okay. Um, and it's, it reduces. See, I realize we're basically at time, but I don't care cause this game's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, The max difficulty doesn't feel trashy. Mm -hmm. It reduces the damage you deal down to like 70%, I think, and enemies deal like 150% damage to you, something like that. Um, But we were talking about weak points, and that's literally it. If you go into like New Game Plus and you have really good weapons and you hit a weak point, like that creature is dead. You shot like a watcher in the eye, it's still dead, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it just incentivizes playing the game like with tactics and to your strengths and with your gear and stuff like that, which is something games don't always do with difficulty. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes they're bullet sponges. The division. <laughs> Hades. Yeah. Hey. He was talking about the AI. He's talking oh, about okay. the AI. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no i gotta stop because the game's like legitimately good i will say to ruin your life right now here and now mike um new game plus introduces a higher tier of gear um so you can start getting like purple gear with three slots uh, or no four slots i think instead of three um yeah i'm imagining slots are just holes (laughs) they're diablo sockets (laughs) that's what they are um no, it's, it's super fun to specialize your weapons. You're just like, before I like put some different modifications to diversify my bonds, and then I was like, no, all bonds, all stocks are going to Tesla. And like I have a lightning bow caster thing that's just yeah. max out the lightning bar. Yeah, it, it
1: feels good to be able to customize your stuff a lot. And like obviously at a point, like the texture, you can just max the whole thing out. So it really does come down to your customization mm-hmm. loadout. Mm-hmm. If you're fighting like a specific type of monster or monsters and you were like, oh, yeah. I need some fire defense, equip that shit or yeah. just use the exact same gear the whole time uh, and dodge a lot. But
0: yeah, your your armor matters a lot. You can change your outfit and it'll have like, this is your stealth armor. Here's maybe your anti-corruption armor. Here's uh, your anti-electric armor in case you're fighting like an electric phoenix, which I remember being an enemy.
2: Or you looking thing just... Use the same or all same armor all the way through,
0: like I did. Yeah. See, you can do that until you you unlock all of those like DLC stuff, yeah, and then you've got one suit of armor that causes you to regenerate health, like your Mister Halo, yep. and one suit of armor that gives you an overshield, like your Mister Halo. Yep. <laughs> Jake actually was playing Halo for this recording. <laughs> oh, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for a future episode when we talk about Halo. Yeah. I'll be like, so you bust out your bow, right? <laughs> is <it>? anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any any closing
1: thoughts on this kickass game? Obviously, Jake's a big fan. I think I'd be mm. in that camp as well. It does many things correctly, and it is yeah. mm, very good.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm in that camp as well. Um, I probably. Yeah, uh, I I wish I would have picked it up sooner, but. Uh, th- definitely glad it came to pc and i i spent way too much time playing it
1: yeah, yeah spend it. too much time playing it. but with, <laughs> for the for the people who are interested in pc you only had that one issue you'd recommend it overall
2: yeah yeah i only had one issue um and i think by this this point it's probably been patched and have a pretty stable experience with
0: it that's good that's good to hear I'm glad there a lot of ports die out because the developers never really fix them. So yeah. it's good good that they're actually paying attention to it, as we would expect from the renowned developers of the Killzone series.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we can talk about this again when a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Two
0: comes out. Yeah. Anybody Dawn remember that again. trailer? I don't actually. <laughs> Is there a second game coming out? <laughs> uh, There's opinion.
1: something I think shown at E3 for Horizon Zero Dawn Two. Yeah, it's oh, nice. for forbidden West. Yeah, <laughs> Westworld. West <laughs> <Yeah>. I'll <laughs> mention to see more about it, but I mean, I can't imagine they'll fuck it up. I mean, I yeah. I wouldn't hate
2: a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Westworld. It, it would be pretty good. Bro, I wouldn't
0: <laughs> mind a Westworld game. Yeah. 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 It's just going to be like Call of Juarez or whatever it was. <laughs> <and> <laughs> re- rebranded. It's going to be Red Dead
1: Redemption, but some of them are just robots.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, no, great game though. Totally totally hyped for it. If you like games in this space, I also rec- it's it's basically up there with uh, Witcher 3 and GT not GTA. Not GTA. But um crap, MGS5 for mm-hmm. me. As some of the uh honestly the best open world games you can play. I mean, um, realistically, it is basically
2: GTA just with bows and robots instead of cars and hookers
0: yeah i'm always pulling people out of robots yeah we should try to do we should try to do this more like reduce the reliance on comparisons to dark souls to which the podcast is named and increase the reliance on comparisons to grand theft auto (laughs) 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 all right well if you have other games that we could compare oh you know what before i say that thank you uh to mike for showing up as a guest for this thanks for having me yeah, we're man. always Love you. Ha- happy to have um good guests that are vetted and wow. clean you, might wanna- <laughs> you make it
1: sound like we haven't vetted our other guests <laughs> <laughs> nor do <we> like them.
2: <laughs> you might want to wait on wait on the uh the listening stats you know how many people actually listen to this episode before you call me a no. good guest
0: i mean we don't look at them. <laughs> it's for, for a self-help decision yeah. mental health decision we don't look at our yeah. i occasionally inflate them i'll like multiply them by 10 and i send them to dave and we're like we're doing fine yeah. <laughs> and i was like i don't even know these 10 people <laughs> yeah. from the one time we listened to it to make sure that it actually went live no um but really glad to have you on podcast yeah. goal accomplished we've been looking forward to it for a long time um I think our uh, Red Sign Soapstone episodes are honestly some of my favorites. So keep them coming, people. <laughs> keep sending in your
1: applications. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so we can vet them. Stay clean. Um, and as always, you could send those applications in to our Gmail at at gmail.com, or you could join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. And as always... We'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.
1: Now, Mike, you you say have a good night as well. Oh, I say have a good night as well. Yeah. Have a good night.